0: And welcome to the Adjust Your Ranks podcast. This is episode number six. My name is David and once again I'm joined by Sean. Sean, how are you going?
1: Very well, thank you mate. Really looking forward to getting into some uh, some buyers. It's always a fun one to do. So how are you getting? Are you still on the IR list?
0: Yeah, still um, still working out where I'm going to film my um, workout video. So I've booked the gym. I've booked my mate. He's got his motor roller. We're ready to go.
1: Little motor razor. Good man. Good man. Look forward to it. You got, you got the track lined up?
0: Um, I might go with the uh, Super Gremlin with the uh, 49ers walk out.
1: That's exactly what I've been thinking. That's exactly <laughs> what I've been thinking. Little Debo at the front. Fair play. Look forward to it. I've
0: got to have a big lad at the front and I dancing like Trent Williams.
1: Yeah, don't don't call me then. I'll leave you to <laughs> it.
0: So, uh, episode number six this week, and um, we're going to take a look at lads we may be looking to acquire um, going into the new season and um, obviously before the uh, draft. Similar to last week, we're going um, division by division in both the AFC and the NFC and coming up with players we'd like to try and acquire in Dynasty right now and some reasoning on why. So um, first up, the AFC North, I'll go first. And um, so my one to acquire is Lamar Jackson. I think that people may be a bit low on him at the moment due to the uncertainty. I've seen him being put on a few blocks as well in leagues at the moment. I'm a massive, massive fan of Lamar Jackson. Um, I think he's going to be elite wherever he goes. You've obviously got the rushing upside, but if he, I think he's going to stay in Baltimore now. I did I did fancy him for the Colts a few weeks ago, but I think he's going to stay in Baltimore now, whether that's on the tag or they sort something out. But he's got Beckham, he's got Bateman, he's got Andrews. He's probably the best group of pass catchers he's had at the Ravens. I know Nelson Aguilar's there. He's probably his number four or five, and that's probably the strongest set of pass catchers he's had. He's got a fresh and fit uh, JK Dobbins coming back as well. So I really like his situation this year. Todd uh, this year, Todd Munkin has come across as the OC as well. So they're likely to be throwing it more. He throws a lovely deep ball as well and are really nice. Um, If he does move at the cost it takes to acquire him, he's going to be the centerpiece of whatever offense that he moves to. Um, I just, I'd start throwing maybe some offers out there, maybe a first this year, if you've got one of those middle round firsts that might be a bit of a dead zone and maybe a twenty four first, first and see if people are interested in moving him on. Um, I just think that right now he's been put on the block in a lot and there's some uncertainty around him. But for me, I think he's elite and I would try and acquire him wherever I can. What do you make of it? Would you Would you fancy Lamar Jackson or not?
1: Oh mate, I completely agree with everything you've said and um, when you've got the chance to acquire a, a lad that could be the QB1 overall because it's, it's shown that he can do it in the past then you should be all over it particularly you mentioned if you've got a mid first try and dangle it there with a, a future first but I think even if you've got a high first the 102-103 I mean in a super flex league you're going to be looking at a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young for me I take Jack to for them without even thinking about it so Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, the only question I've got, though, really, do you trust his passing with this Todd Munkin offence and chucking it about a bit more? How do you feel if he stays in Baltimore? Do you think he can get the best out of those weapons?
0: Yeah, I think his passing's improved year on year, and I think the stats have backed that up. And and last year, he was was doing really well with his passing until the injury. So I'm really interested to see him in this new offence. He was a really good passer in college as well. So I I think he's definitely there and something that he can build upon. So... I'm, I'm really optimistic about him if he stays at the Ravens. I, I mean, I'd be optimistic wherever he goes, but I think it could be really good for him at the Ravens this season.
1: It certainly looks like he's staying there, doesn't it? I mean, all the noise around Odell Beckham and Lamar putting up this picture of the FaceTime, he seems to have been actively involved in recruiting him. And I don't think that would be the case if there wasn't an idea that he's going to be staying there. So, yeah, um, even if it's the tag or something, I'm sure he'll, he'll end up on the field, will
0: yeah, Beckham did his um, press conference today, his signing press conference, and he said that um, signing there wasn't um, reliant on Lamar coming back, but he has spoken to him and he's looking forward to playing with him if it's going to be him, but it wasn't reliant on him, on him being there. So, yeah, it's not really still definitive anyway, so it might be another chance for you to try and get Lamar if you can, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, I'll be all over that. So It's a nice buy. Well, um, I'll pick up my one then. So it's. Um... I'm going with Kenny Pickett and uh, this is more of a super flex, but I think in a one QB league, I probably wouldn't be overly interested in Kenny Pickett and it might seem a bit boring, but I think Kenny Pickett's fine. And sometimes in super flex being fine is is fine. As boring as that sounds um, started off fairly slow last year, didn't throw any touchdowns, which is why you can probably get him at a really good value. Only threw seven touchdowns all season. I think he ran three or four in as well. Um, O-line was a bit of a mess, a bit of a mess and it should improve this year. And he put together a string of solid games towards the end of the season. And I think the reason I'm interested in Kenny Pickett in Superflex League is that the Steelers like consistency. They took him in the first round. He's their quarterback one for the next four years, at least throughout the duration of his rookie contract, possibly longer. So I think in Superflex, if you can pick him up at the right price, he's the perfect quarterback two. And potentially got the upside for more because he's shown that he can rush a bit. Got some really nice weapons there. Um, so I think at the price, I'm definitely interested. I've picked him up in two leagues. I paid the 109 and I've paid the 110 in Superflex leagues, which I think if you're getting a solid starter that could just be fairly reliable for a late first, I'm more than happy to do that. So might seem a bit boring, but I think he's a, a Kirk Cousins ceiling type play for the next few years. Any thoughts? I know you're not a big fan of the two gloves picket, but what are you thinking?
0: I like this one. Um, like you say, I think if you get that um, reliable quarterback two in super flex, I think, I think Kenny's one for that. Um, he's young. He runs when he can. Um, he's got some great weapons there. He's got um, Najee Harris, obviously, running back and can catch as well. He's got Fryer He's got Johnson. He's got Pickens. Uh, the O-line will improve. They'll, they'll likely draft people in this upcoming draft. Um, they've taken a couple in free agency as well. Like you say, Steelers like consistency, so he's going to be there for a while as well. Um, the late first, I'm fine with because he's a bit of a dead zone at that at the, at late first. So, yeah, I, I tend to agree. The only The only issue for me is that the offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, I thought he was terrible last year and he didn't really yeah. help pick it. He kind of hoped that another year on and, and there's some sort of progression there. But I, I was surprised they kept Matt Canada, but... Um, all the, all the reasons you said, I, I'd, be, I'd be happy picking up Kenny Pickett. He's going to be, like you say, Kirk Cousins and a reliable super flex quarterback too for the, for the future, I think. And um, I think he's going to be there for a while, like you say.
1: Yeah. And I think even Kirk Cousins, he's always seen as this quite boring, reliable quarterback too, but he's been a really solid performer the last couple of years, obviously because of the weapons and Justin Jefferson. And I'm not saying Pickett will be a sort of five overall but yeah I just think he's got the upside for more but at worst he's going to be fairly solid you won't really regret putting him in your lineup so yeah I'm I'm looking looking to get him where I can
0: yeah I I agree on that one so um onto the um AFC East uh this is might might be a surprising one for some people because he's been around a while now he's probably called a vet and a lot of people probably not interested in him but Juju Smith-Schuster uh New England Patriots this, for me, is more a move if you are a contender to shore up your wide route, wide receiver group. He's still just 26 years old. He should be getting tons and tons of volume in that Patriot slot role, similar to what Jacoby Myers um, occupied last year. Um, I just think that he's going to be peppered with targets and he could easily be hitting 80 to 100 catches this season. I think he's going to be on the field a lot because he, he run blocks very well. He's um he's a very good all-round receiver that I think Bill's gonna really like. And I just there's not a lot at the Patriots currently. Even if they take a guy as their one, I still think that Juju is a very, very good wide receiver too. I just think that these guys um in Dynasty, they're worth their weight in gold because they're just consistent points through the season when you need them. Um probably similar to Jarvis Landry, who I actually hate, but he was really, really consistent and he always put up points um he was very consistently targeted and I just think that Juju as much as I love Juju he could be on the uh, path to becoming the new Jarvis Landry which is a bit of a shame but he's just reliable points you know what I'm saying when you're a contender you need that sometimes don't you
1: yeah I completely agree and I think people forget that it was only probably three years ago Juju was genuinely considered the wide receiver one overall in dynasty after that breakout year at the Steelers and Yeah, it's just fallen off the last few years. And I think a lot of the stuff around him with the dancing and all the nonsense, it just takes away from the fact that he's a really good, solid receiver. Not going to shoot the lights out, but like you said, looking at the rest of their wide receiver room, he should be the leader in targets, to be honest with you. So, yeah, um, not the sort of buy you're going to, if you're not a contender, but if you're contending, what what are you throwing out for Juju? What do you think you have to pay?
0: I don't think that um, no one's going to take a first, well, no one's going to want a first for him. I, I reckon maybe an early second and and a a piece. I don't know. What what would you, what would you say?
1: I think that's probably it. I mean, around the sort of 203, 204, I think if you can get him for that sort of price, that's fantastic. Um, I don't know if I'd be paying the 201, 202, but that being said, if you take a lad in the draft at 202 and he puts up a solid 90 catch season, you'd be over the moon. So yeah, he's on a one year deal, I think, isn't he as well? So worst case, if it doesn't work out, he's still young enough that he'll move on somewhere else. And, yeah, I think I'd be willing to pay a, a decent second for him.
0: What are the uh, what are the chances he gets Uncle Bill in on a TikTok dance?
1: This is the worry. I mean, is, is Bill going to put up with this nonsense? I, I have no idea. <laughs> um, definitely can't see Bill in the cut off shirt in a TikTok though.
0: <laughs> onto your onto your guy.
1: <laughs> onto me. So uh, you know, this is not as exciting or as uh, blue chip as the juju's of the world, but um, I'm looking to buy Khalil Shakir of the Buffalo Bills. So, and this is purely because it's a really cheap upside play to get exposure to probably arguably the the best or the second best quarterback in the league in dynasty and just exposure to a really good offense without paying very much. Um, So Khalil here came out really um, fairly quiet rookie year, um, but people that were in front of him. So Isaiah McKenzie, who we spoke about a few weeks ago, Crowder, they're all gone and I'm sure that there'll be a load of other bums and losers that come through and stick around for, training camp and stuff, but I think Shakir's got the uh, the slot role lined up, ready for his. Um, they really like him over there. A lot of the beat writers are really positive as him being a, a breakout this season. The GM given really good interviews about him uh, the last year when they drafted him. They said that he was one of the best draft decisions they've ever made, which is a um, bit, 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 bit of a nonsense, to be honest, but who knows? Really great uh, college production when he came out, so he can definitely make plays. And I think, for the price of, I mean, what would you need to pay? A third at most, I think it's it's definitely worth the gamble. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to see him play. I've stashed him in a couple of leagues. I know that you picked him up late on at the end of last season um, for really cheap. I mean, the price might go up a bit, but yeah, for me, definitely worth a gamble and just see what happens. What are you thinking?
0: I really, really like um, Khalil Shakir. I was trying to get him um, added on in lots of deals that I was doing in the last year and start of this season, um, just getting him added in as, a, as like an add-on piece to Deals because the potential is there for him to have a massive role. And like you say, the Bills do really like him. Apparently, the beat writers are strong on him. Um, yeah. I just think he could pass Gabriel Davis this season as well. And I think that, yeah, yeah I think he could I'm- take that role, couldn't he?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's obviously the slot is lined up for him, but you know, the GM spoken before that he can play inside and outside. He's not that small at all. He's, you know, six foot one ninety, So he's not, he's not a small, small guy at all. That's His dynamic I mean. can play all over the place. So yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, that's what I liked when I was suggesting him as a buyer last season, because he, the fact that he can play inside and outside and, and that Bills offense is obviously very prominent with their passing. So he, he looks ideal for a step up, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've, they brought in obviously Deontay Hart. I don't think that's taken anything away uh, from from Shakir. So yeah, I think uh, the price might have gone up slightly higher than than we picked him up for at the end of last season. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested.
0: Do you think they um, they take a wide receiver in the draft?
1: I think they will. We did speak a couple of weeks back, didn't we? I think we've they're very likely to take one. But as long as they don't take him in the first couple of rounds, I think Shakir will be the uh, the priority. What are you thinking?
0: Yeah, I think possibly they take one a bit later on. I, I think they've got some other needs to address before um, wide receivers. So I've seen Jordan Addison link quite a lot there, but I, I think he'll probably be gone by the time they're picking. And I think they'll miss out on Jordan Addison and, and then they'll probably take one a bit later. But you, you never know. So, But if like you say, for the price of a third right now, if you can get Shakir for a third, I think it's worth it all day long, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think your, your stance of just getting him thrown in is probably... Even better. I mean, a third straight up, you could get a good player in the third. But if you can get Shakir thrown in on a bigger deal just to get it over the line, just getting thrown in for nothing. Obviously, that's the uh, the preference. But yeah, happily pay a third.
0: That's the way you've got to do it with the, um, the the upside guys that you want to acquire. Sometimes is just try and get them in as add-ons on on deals and stuff. Because then you're kind of hiding your uh, your intentions with the uh, the guys that you want in the, as the add-ons, aren't you? So that's
1: yeah, we're giving away the trade secrets help. now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I should have kept my mouth shut because people are going to question who I'm adding on now. So, um, onto the AFC South, anyway. And, um, I was never really in on this guy previously, but, um, last year he really impressed me every time I watched him. Uh, Christian Kirk, Jacksonville Jaguars. I believe that this year will be the wide receiver one in Jacksonville. I know that Calvin Ridley's obviously gone there this season, but, um, I just think Kirk's going to be the wide receiver one. I think it might take Ridley to get back into the football shape and just to back into the into the flow of everything. But um, great familiarity with Trevor Lawrence, great chemistry last year. Um, Doug Peterson used Christian Kirk really well last year as kind of a slot, flank, slot flanker role, which was ideal for his skill set. He's an excellent route runner. He's quick. He gets open well. He's great off of the line. I thought he was really, really impressive last season. I was never really on, on him at the um, at the Cardinals. I know you quite liked him at the Cardinals, but I wasn't really in on him. Last year, he really, really impressed me and I, I picked him up in a few and he, he was really consistent, great with his point scoring. And I think this year it only gets better. I think Trevor Lawrence trusts him and I think he's had a year in the system now and it's only going to get better for him, really. I'm, really. I'm really high on Christian Kirk coming into this season. Where do you stand on him now? I know you liked him in Arizona.
1: I did, yeah. He was actually, I, I picked up Christian Kirk in his rookie season in our in our home dynasty league. And um, yeah, I've always really liked him. I think when he went to Jacksonville, everyone questioned the money because he just got paid silly money last year, along with Zay Jones. And they've both worked out quite well. It's actually been quite decent money spent on, on both of them. But yeah, I think Christian Kirk's a, a good upside play to be the wide receiver one there. The attention's all on Ridley, but this is a lad that hasn't played for two years. The last time he played, he obviously had serious um mental health issues and obviously hope he's okay but Kirk's just been a solid weapon for Trevor Lawrence really good connection and chemistry he's going to get 100 plus targets with ease I think so yeah and I don't actually think you need to pay that much to get him I mean what's he costing a late first at at most I don't think he's costing much more than that
0: I think that there's a chance you could get him for a higher two in some a higher two and something else in some leagues because I'm not sure people rate him or or that old people would be obsessed with Ridley being the wide receiver one. So this might be a good chance to get Kirk for me.
1: Yeah, I think if you can get him for the high second with something else thrown in, a future third or something like that, definitely be interested. Um, because again, it doesn't sound that exciting, but these are the lads' consistent targets. You mentioned Juju before, just gonna get consistently peppered with targets over the middle, and definitely want a piece of that in dynasty.
0: Yeah, I think he's. I think the Jaguars might be fairly decent next season as well. So. I just think he's a good piece to pick up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I'll pick up my my next buy. So uh, for different reasons, I'm I'm interested in picking up Alec Pierce um, of the Colts. Now, at first, I did have Michael Pittman, but I thought it was a bit too obvious. Um, but I really like Alec Pierce. It wasn't a player that I was really on coming out. Um, didn't really get him in many rookie drafts, and then throughout the season, I picked him up from a couple of sides. And yeah, I like what I saw. He's a big weapon, as everyone in Indianapolis seems to be. Six three. 211 pounds picked him up in the second round so he's got the draft pedigree really good profile and he's just been playing with a load of losers at quarterback i mean last season playing with matty ice ryan and sam ellinger and all these absolute losers so th- it can only get better um obviously hopefully they'll pick up a quarterback a few weeks ago it's looking like they could be getting Stroud, but i don't think that's going to happen but they could be looking at a richardson or a, a, a billy jeans quarterback and i think even if um even if they're playing, playing Minshew a quarterback, I think he's the sort of quarterback that could suit him. Um, he's got a bit of a limited route tree, but he runs these deep options really well, slants and digs and really good vertical routes. And I think with Shane Steichen in there, they're going to be running quite a vertical offense. And Minshew just throwing hero ball all over the park, I think, suits Pierce and Pittman really well. Um, Obviously, Steichen's got a really good history with Mike Williams uh, in 2020. not saying for a second that Pierce is going to put up the numbers that will have the career that Williams has done. But I think the profile and the situation they're in is quite similar. So I think it's probably going to cost you a bit more than some of the other lads or more than Shakir. Anyway, it's probably costing you a mid-second, I would have thought. But if you can get him for a later second, I'd be really interested and happy to roll the dice on the situation, getting a bit better. I don't think you were on Pierce coming out there, were you either? So um, tell me I'm wrong.
0: So we normally agree on everything, but this is one where we're not going to agree. I'm not really a fan of Alec Pierce. I wasn't when he came out and I'm not really now. I do see the opportunity, as you say, in, in that offense though, he's clearly the, the wide receiver two behind Pittman and the chance is there for him to do something. Is just, I'm not sure that he's up to it. Um, for me, he was just a bit of a workout physical freak. I know we like to gamble on them guys as well, but he, he had some bad concentration and some bad drops and, I just I just wasn't convinced on him with his skill. Um, these um, physical freaks, they tend to have them running slants and vertical routes, don't they, in their first season? And I think that's ideal for him at the moment. But um, I don't know. I, I wonder about his football skill. He's a physical freak. He can run quick and um, he could be great in that offence, as you say, with Shane, Shane Steichen. But um, I've never really been convinced of him. But I agree with you that the chance is definitely there for him to make something this season. The, the uh, opportunity is is massive for him there. So it's kind of on him now to produce, isn't it? So, yeah, the chance is going to be there for him. So I I'll get it from that point of view, but I'm just not a fan of the player. So we're going to have to disagree on this one.
1: Yeah, it doesn't happen too often, but I'd take the points. I mean, initially it was Pittman in my mind, but I think yeah. Pittman, the price of Pittman, just, I'd rather just downgrade slightly and pay a bit less for Alec Pearce and have exposure to the same opportunity. So I think Pittman's costing you probably a late first plus something maybe for Pittman um whereas Pierce I think it's costing you a second something so yeah that was the reason I downgraded completely take the points it's more just a bit of a gamble and uh we'll see but uh hopefully he puts up a Mike Williams season and and I can bring it up next year so
0: we normally go on on physical freak guys and guys with opportunity and and Pierce hits both of those it's just me being fussy and I'm not really a fan of him personally so it is our usual profile to target the uh, the physical freak with the opportunity but yeah, I'm. I'm just not. I'm personally not a fan of him. So I do. I do get the. that is the opportunities
1: there, though. So, good man. Well, I'll leave it with you to head out west. The AFC West now for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I've obviously got a thing for these uh, these these slot role guys, and um, Jacoby Myers with the uh, Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders this season. I've always been a huge Jacoby Myers fan, and I still think his value is is still really low considering what you could get out of him. He's going to be the wide receiver too in that Raiders offense. I know Hunter Renfro's there, but McDaniels had no time for Renfro last season. I think it was the lowest target share of Renfro's career. Um, McDaniels clearly not a fan. Um, obviously Myers is very, very familiar with the McDaniel system. He was with him in um, New England. He's just a great, uh, he's really great off the line. He, he separates so well. He's always open. He might have a bit of familiarity there with Jimmy. I don't know if their time overlapped in New England. Myers was there very early on special teams and as a gunner and things like that. So I'm not sure it overlapped, but they're both going to be familiar with the McDaniel system. It's just, it's just going to get a lot, a lot of volume this season. I know that Devontae Adams is clearly the number one, but anything else, I think that's going to be cleared up by Myers. Darren Waller's obviously gone and there's no tight end there currently. Myers could be running a lot of those routes as well because he's quite big. I just, there's going to be a lot of volume and he's very, very reliable. He gets open. He gets a lot of targets. He's just very consistent, similar to Juju and, and people like that. I just think he's going to get a lot of volume points and targets this season for the Raiders. I'm not sure the Raiders are going to be that great this season. They're in a, they're in a really competitive division and um, they're probably going to be throwing a lot because they're coming from behind and I could see Myers again getting the Eighty to a hundred uh, receptions this season, and for me, I'm I'm happy to try and pick him up where I can and just get some consistency with my wide receivers. Do you uh, you like Jacoby Myers, don't you? I remember you stole him off of. Well, I stupidly let him go a few years ago, and you you picked him up, didn't you? When I tried to get him back, but um, yeah, you're a fan of I picked him up
1: off the waivers. Yeah, I picked him off off the waivers when you dropped him. I think this was um, pre big breakout, but uh, yeah, I do really like him, and I think there's a bit of a theme here, really that. The value in the wide receiver market at the moment, it are, it's on these slot receivers that are just going to get peppered with targets. Um, they don't cost the same as the the big alphas that you're going to pay a first plus for, but somebody like a Myers, Juju, just going to get peppered with loads of targets, and you're never really paying much more than a second eye really for any of these lads. So, yeah, completely agree. Um, I don't think their time crossed over Jimmy G and, and Myers in New England, but in the systems it certainly would have done. So they're going to be familiar. Um, don't know what's happened with Renfro because again, it was only. Couple of years ago, that Renfro, I think, finishes a wide receiver one. Um, he's a lad I've never owned in any dynasty. Just got no interest. He came into the league with dreadful hair, no interest at all. So never owned Renfro. So out of the two, I'd definitely be targeting Myers. And um, what would you be happy paying for Myers? Then,
0: um, so I reckon probably a mid two and maybe a young guy. I reckon for Myers, if you just want to shore up a contender, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I think. Probably a a mid to decent second. I think I'd be paying up to maybe the 2.03, happily part with for Myers. You might have to throw something else in to get it done. don't think a straight second probably would. Um, Yeah, I I wouldn't be paying a late first, to be honest. I have seen late first be offered out, I think, but I wouldn't pay a first.
0: No, I won't be paying a first either. Just going back to um, Hunter Renfro, I think he'd come into the league around 23 and with a receding hairline, he's never going to make it, is
1: he? No, he looks like that um, that bum from the impractical jokers. That little bold nudge. So, yeah, no, uh, no interest at all.
0: It seems like McDaniel's is not a fan either. He, he really sailed on him last year, and um, like you, I've never owned him either. I just couldn't, I just couldn't part with a pick or or a trade for a guy with that hairline. I think it's a disgrace.
1: <laughs> yeah, <Get> on, <laughs> I'm with you there. <laughs> it's a it's a disgrace yeah um well I'll pick it up from there because I'm about to be a disgrace as well um my buy in the AFC West is Clyde edwards Salaire, and I'm not even joking um it might just be me refusing to l- agree that the ship has sailed on on Clyde but I'm going to go back back again and get hurt so um the reason I'm going to go back and get hurt and I'm willing to take the gamble on on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, is because everyone hates him everyone thinks he's a massive bust
0: well everyone except um, me, and because me and you are the only ones yeah, that love
1: him. <laughs> exactly I'm, I'm still going back in and i'm going to pick him up in startups and i'm going to trade for him and, and you and i are going to roster him everywhere but there is logic behind the madness though because everyone thinks he's rubbish and he might be rubbish but i don't think he is um he's widely considered a massive bust because everyone overdrafted him they paid high first and the 101s and first plus to to trade for him but everyone thinks he's dead. He's finished as the RB 22, 45 and 46 in the last three years. And he's only played 13, 10 and 10 games. So he's not really played a full season and he's still given like serviceable fantasy contributions. On a points per game basis, he's been absolutely fine. So he started last season really, really well. You and I were doing a few early victory laps, I think. Um, but he put up like 18, 19 points in his first four games on average and absolutely fine. Don't know what had happened, but just lost the role. I think he might have got a knock again as he always does. Pacheco came in, looked brilliant, really loads of burst and just exciting. And then Jarrett McKinnon just took over the third down roll, picking up loads of receptions late in the season, and that just killed CH's role. Um, but McKinnon's not around anymore, and the, the wide receiver room is absolutely dead. You've got Pacheco, you've got Clyde Edwards-Solaire, and I think you've got Jerry on Ely um, in the backfield. So there's definitely, at the very least, a third down roll for Clyde Edwards-Solaire. So he's going to get some work. Um, but he's also, in the last year, his rookie deal. And there is a talk that he could be cut or traded. And you and I have spoken about this, but there, there's a team out there that's got a big issue at running back with big connections to Clyde Edwards-Solaire. And if Clyde ends up moving to the Bengals because Mixon gets chucked in a jail cell, you know, his value goes from being absolutely worthless to a first round pick again overnight. Um, So I'm willing to take the gamble. I think you can get him for a third. If that, I mean, people are just completely out on him. So I'm willing to get hurt again. And last little tidbit on Clyde, he's, he's 24 years old. He's younger than Pacheco people talk like Pacheco's this new youngster, but he's actually older than Clyde. So um yeah, I'm gonna get hurt again, mate. Are you?
0: Yeah, I mean if the opportunity is there to pick him up then I will because like you I've always quite I've always been a fan. Um he he was producing when he played but he just seems to have picked up injuries at the wrong the wrong times and then people have come in and he's he's missed time and it's just, it's just never really worked out. Um I'm a big fan, like you say, and we've spoke about it before. And if he does get cut or traded and the Bengals can pick him up for like a fifth or a sixth, I think they're going to do that all day because Joe Burrow has been effusive in his praise of him previously. He loved him at LSU and it'd be a chance for him at the Bengals to get, you know, a lot of work there for not a lot of cost. And with the contracts that the Bengals are going to be handing out soon to to Chase, to Burrow, maybe to Higgins, you know, he could be a really cheap option for them. I think he's still on his rookie deal, isn't he? What's he got left? Did you say one year of his rookie deal?
1: Yeah, he's, well, they're not going to pick up his fifth-year option. I very much doubt it. So, yeah, he's got one year left. Um, that'd be, that'd so be a lovely, be for, cheap
0: lovely cheap option for the Bengals, wouldn't it, for a season just to see what he's like.
1: Exactly. So, if anything happens to Mixon, what have the Bengals got? Chris Evans and Travion Williams. I mean, they, they need something. Uh, who better to get than the bloke that won the national championship in college with your quarterback? So, yeah, it's, um, it's all ifs, buts and maybes, but I just think – It's worth a gamble if you can get him for the third, might even get him cheaper or a throw in of some upside player. Um, I'm I'm definitely going to try and do it. I think I own him everywhere and where I don't, you have. So um, it might be difficult, but yeah, yeah, willing to get hurt again.
0: So I took over uh, a a team in an orphan league recently and um, someone sold him in that league for 306. I was kind of shocked. Exactly. I, like, I, I wish I, I wish I didn't do it. I wish I didn't uh, offer the 306. So um, he's moving. <laughs> safe, he?
1: Excellent. Well, uh, for 306, I'm happy to take a gamble. And I think if you've got a later third, you know, sometimes you need to think a couple of moves ahead. If I've got a 306, I'm trying to do a deal where I can get the 310 and something else and then offer the 310 out for, for Clyde. I mean, those sorts of little wins where you can get extra draft capital. I'm all over that.
0: So when we say 3.06 as well, we do mean draft pick and not a Peugeot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not firing up a little uh, 2.05 <laughs> for, for Clyde edwards Absolutely not happening.
0: <laughs> Lovely stuff. Um, <laughs> so, um, on, on to the NFC North. Um, so this guy for me, I've always been a really big fan of him. Uh, I think the opportunity is there for him now in, in pretty much a wasteland. So uh, TJ Hawkinson. Um, For me, I think he forecast to be the second pass catching option right now for the Vikings, just behind uh, Justin Jefferson. Um, He got traded um, around game six, game seven, might have been earlier last year. But his usage when he got to the Vikings was excellent. Lots of volume. Um, I was in some tight end premium leagues and I had him. He was scoring massive, massive points um, on the run in last season. Um, Really, really good usage. Tight end, as as we always say, is a bit of a wasteland. And for me, Hawkinson next season, I think he could ascend into that top four, top three. I think he's going to have a huge volume role. If they can't find JJ on outside and on on, on other routes, then they tend to go over the middle to Hawkinson. And that's kind of been their two options. Kevin O'Connell's system is very, very tight end friendly and... um we saw Hawkinson take advantage of that last season and I just think there's more of the same on the way. I do think the Vikings will upgrade their pass catchers. I think they'll take maybe one in the draft to replace Adam Thielen, but I definitely think that Hawkinson is going to have that uh, second pass catching role for the Vikings this season and I think he's I think he's going to be due quite a big season for me, uh, TJ Hawkinson. I'd look to acquire him. Maybe in tight end premium league. you're going to be maybe parting with your first, but... Um, The only thing is this year, the picks that you might be parting with, you could be picking up a a really good tight end in this class. But Hawkinson's going to come straight in and give you production, whereas sometimes tight ends can take maybe one to two to three years. So I think he's an excellent option at tight end for this season in a position that's a a bit of a wasteland. Um, Where do you stand on TJ currently?
1: Yeah, I'm really pleased for him, actually, because I think when he and Fant came out of Iowa, uh, they were both obviously first round picks and projected to just absolutely smash fantasy and it's just not quite worked out for either of them really until last season and we've seen Hawkinson just be absolutely incredible uh, in Minnesota. I just had a look before doing today's show and the target numbers he was getting towards the end of the season I mean one game he got 16 targets at a tight end it's just incredible so yeah I, I think you're absolutely right you, you are going to be paying your first particularly in tight end premium leagues but I think if you're a competitor you're going to drop a first on TJ Hawkinson or maybe drop a first on Kincaid or, or Mayer and wait a year for them to produce it's definitely worth paying up and getting the lad that you know is going to produce and he's young 25 for a tight end he's got so much time ahead of him and I think they will add a wide receiver but I don't think that takes away from the areas that Hawkinson's going to be working the only concern I do have with I don't know if you've seen his picture on sleeper or player profile he looks like the lion from the wizard of oz and i just don't know if i want that as part of my part of my roster to be honest with you so photos are a big thing for me on on sleeper if you've got a crap photo i'm likely shipping you out uh, that's the only slight concern
0: well the the lion didn't have a heart did he so you kind of hope hawkinson has got a heart don't you
1: courage will he the lion i think the man didn't have a heart yeah yeah courage i don't
0: even know i know this
1: information yeah i don't know i know this information about the wizard of oz but uh yeah uh, no no courage for Hawkinson so that is a concern but yeah I'll be parting with my first in a tight end premium league and I think uh you know outside of him there's not much else is there in that sort of dead zone of tight end so yeah nice buy
0: so just um going back to last season that game that he got 16 targets I've got I had him in a tight end premium league and it was against the Giants some crappy franchise out of uh, New York um cheers mate he uh, he got six, 16 targets he caught 13 of them Uh, For 109 yards, he scored 46.15 points of me that that week, 16.
1: Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I mean, especially when other other than Kelsey, the rest of the league was putting up nothing. So, yeah, really, really consistent. Really good in the postseason as well uh, against the Giants again. Um, So, yeah. um, (laughs) We've got another giant.
0: We've got another giant killer
1: another giant killer (laughs) better than boston scott (laughs) well um i'll pick up my my buy and i've got a bit of a theme this week again of of running backs that have absolutely destroyed me um but i'm going to go back to the well again and i'm going to be buying deandre swift um and it may just be me going down with the ship and refusing to budge that may well be the case but people are really panicking about swift and i I get it because he's not quite hit you know the, the heights that we thought we could get from him and I think he's just a bit soft. You get got all these little injuries that made him miss time. And given his coach, I don't think that goes down that well. But the situation hasn't really changed that much for me. I mean, you've got Williams last season. What did he score? 17 touchdowns. He's left. Montgomery's come in. It's not much different. I mean, I think the split in roles at worst are going to be the same as they were last year. And he was serviceable. He was fine. But the upside is there for a lot more. Really good offense. Um, the opportunity is going to be there to get some good work. He was previously thought of as as one of the top running backs only a year or so ago. He's probably the running back two or three in dynasty. And he's now available for probably a late first, early second plus. Um, And I I just like value at running back because they're hard to get these top guys. And if you can gamble on the situation, he may even get traded or moved. Who knows? But um, yeah, I'm happy to roll the dice and gamble. What about you?
0: So I, you as you know, I I absolutely love DeAndre Swift. He's one of my favourite running backs. He's so fun to watch. He's explosive. He catches well. He's just really, really good. Uh, I get annoyed on Sundays when I see the bums they use over him sometimes. Jamal Williams I can accept, but on occasion last season they had the, that former Chargers running back. What was his name? He was getting uh, carries over DeAndre Swift, and it was driving me mental. So it was Justin Jackson, by the way. So yeah, last year, last year drove me mad, and and people would say that DeAndre, DeAndre Swift had a bad season, but in um, in PPR leagues, he was the running back twenty one,
1: and he missed two or three games as well, didn't he? So actually. He you know protract that out for the whole season he's probably the rb 15 in points per game or something like that
0: exactly I mean, it's and not it, the disaster
1: it, everyone's painted it to be at all
0: he has big spike weeks because of his pass catching in because he gets a lot of targets and he, he uses those targets well how many times have you seen him carry a screen to the end zone like he's so good he's so um brilliant after the catch he um I don't think I'm ever going to be out on DeAndre Swift. He's going to be like 30 years old and getting one-year roles on, as a grinder on teams. And I'm still going to be picking him up. I just love the talent of the player. So when when I saw it on the show sheet, DeAndre Swift, I was, I was yep, I'm I'm all over that one. So he's one of my, my favourite players. And again, he's one that either you own or I own in a lot of leagues. So um, we might have some trade deals <laughs> coming up. But um, yeah, I, I, I love DeAndre Swift. You know that. So um, I, I was happy to see him on the show sheet this week.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at his receptions last season. The the fewest number of receptions he had in a week was three. I mean, he had three receptions a couple of times. The rest of it's four, five, six, eight, nine, seven receptions. I mean, what you want from a running back, you either want good receiving work or high touchdown work. If they combine, brilliant. But yeah, I mean, even if Montgomery comes in as the the lead back and the first down back, Swift's still got the role. So um, yeah, I'm happy to roll again. I picked him up at decent value in startups recently. And uh, I'm happy to pick him up where I can.
0: I think that Lions offense is going to be good as well. They've, got, they've obviously kept um, Ben Johnson, the OC, and he used him well last year when he could. So, yeah, I'm I'm really optimistic for DeAndre Swift. I'll be happy picking him up.
1: Absolutely. Well, on to you, mate, over to the East. NFC yep, the, east.
0: Yeah, the NFC East. So, um, trash division, loads Late, of rubbish. The league division. <laughs> So uh, my guy to pick up there, um, I've always been a fan of him from when he came out. I didn't, um, I wasn't overly bothered about him being called the Slim Reaper and not carrying too much weight. Devonta Smith, um, so it's his third season now. He's been getting better and better and better every season. Separation and his route running is tremendous. Um, he's always finding himself wide open. Towards the back end of last season, he was seeing more volume than AJ Brown, and he kind of become a, a safety blanket for Jalen Hurts. Jalen would sort of scramble out and he'd always be looking for Devonta Smith, who was always getting open um, in sort of the intermediate areas where Brown's going further. But um, the Eagles' schedule as well, it's not going to be as easy or run-friendly this season, so they should be throwing more and we should see more volume for Devonta Smith. Um, I just think he's going to take another step and I just think he's going to be one of those elite wide receivers in the league. Um, I'm a huge fan of him. Um I'm not a huge fan of his calves. He's barely got anything on his calves. And from a man who's got fairly decent calves, it upsets me. But I do love the talent of the players. So, yeah, I'm I'm all over Devonta Smith this season. I think he's going to really be good for the Eagles. Um, I think he's going to be a 1A to maybe AJ Brown's 1B or, or yeah, no, vice versa. Um, where do you see it for Devonta Smith this season?
1: Yeah, I absolutely love him as well. Was never really bothered about the way I get a bit... Annoyed when people don't measure in. But I think with him, I sort of got it um, because he's weighing in at about six stone or something. So um, a bit worrying. But I think it comes down to value again because obviously the play for the Eagles, most people think of A.J. Brown. But A.J. Brown's costing you too high first, probably, if not more. Whereas Smith's definitely not cheap, but he's definitely cheaper than A.J. Brown. And the production's fairly similar. So I really, really like what he's about. Still haven't really forgiven uh, him for going to Philadelphia instead of the Giants, they jumped up and took him over my boys. So things could have been so different. But uh, yeah, I love him. I've got him in a couple of leagues. I've stacked him as well with with Jalen Hurts. If you can get that stack, absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, all over him. What, was, what do you think um, you need to pay for him?
0: Uh, for, I reckon probably a late first or early second and a, a couple of other bits. I don't think he's going to come cheap, but you nailed it really in that you're going to, possibly get similar productions at AJ Brown but at a cheaper cost Um, and he's younger so for me you you nailed it with those points but um, I think it was actually confirmed by the Giants as well that they were taking him wasn't they?
1: Yeah it's been confirmed we actually were and and they jumped up and took him in front of us so yeah it's uh, obviously gutting to see him down the road doing really well but he's just a fantastic player to watch and his route running is incredible so yeah I think I mean I think it's definitely going to cost you a late first. I don't think you're getting it done for the second, but actually when you're looking at the receivers that are going to go in the round, let's say 109, 110 type region, who are you going to be getting? I mean, I don't really like many of the receivers that are going to be in that region. I think you either get the elite one in this rookie class, which Mm -hmm. we all know is your boy, Jackson Smith and Jigba, or you move back and get one of the lads in the second, like a Zay Flowers. I don't think that dead zone towards the end of the first, you're getting anywhere near enough value. So flip that across for Devonta Smith and, be very happy with your, your production.
0: Well, this is what about if I offer you, so you've got the one Oh seven and you've either got the choice of maybe Quinton Johnston or you, you hand over that one Oh seven and maybe a second or maybe a third for Devonza Smith. You're doing Smith all day long, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Instantly. I try and do the second or the third, another year. So you don't lose your entire first and second round, but yeah, instantly handing it over because he's not, he's not old. What is he? 24. Um, I'd much rather have the sure thing. People love, the excitement of picking up the rookies and sometimes the best thing to do, just move those picks for lads that you know are going to be brilliant. Happy to do that all day. So if you've got that mid first and Jackson Smith and Jigba's off the board, move it for Smith. I think that's my limit though. I think I'd probably rather take Jackson Smith and Jigba if he's there, just because the upside is, who knows, it's exciting. But if he's gone, move on to to someone like Smith.
0: Yeah, Definitely. So um, onto onto your guy, and I've, uh, you're picking guys that I'm a massive fan of this week. So um, <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking forward to this one as well.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm picking lads that we like um, that have hurt us in the past, but I still think there's a path to being really valuable. So I'm going back to the well again for another running back who's killed us a little bit, um, Antonio Gibson of the Washington Commanders. So the profile is just excellent, and and similar to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, people talk like he's absolutely dead and. Not really done much, but he, he was brilliant. His first couple of years, he finished, you know, a back end RB one. He finishes the RB thirteen and the RB twelve. And do you know? Have a guess how many touchdowns he scored in his first two seasons. You, you wouldn't actually guess it at all. He's um, put up. Tw- Go on, I'm not even going to say it, actually.
0: I reckon fourteen.
1: No, 21 touchdowns on the ground in his career. Wow. Um, 26 in total. So he's got another five through the air. So in three seasons, he's put up 26 touchdowns.
0: Yeah, and you Do know what? Think it... Do you know what? Carson Wentz used him a lot in the air as well, didn't he? On um, slant routes and things like that. So yeah, he, I remember he, he threw a few to him, didn't he? So yeah, I've, I've obviously missed those as well.
1: It's just incredible numbers. 26 touchdowns. If you get that from any running back in three years, you'd be delighted. So the numbers are brilliant. He's got a really good size and weight profile um jd mckissick's gone i think he had some sort of was a neck issue or a back issue but he's he's gone robinson's a nice story but i don't think brian robinson's got any sort of ceiling he's just a grinder i mean he's quite boring he's going to get a few touchdowns in the end zone but i don't think he's got that much value and somebody needs to to be the receiving back and it looks like they're going to be moving to sam howell who i'm quite excited for quite like him but what's a rookie quarterbacks like? I know he's not a rookie, but in terms of starting, he will be. They like short dump off passes to tight ends and receiving back. So last year his contract for Antonio Gibson, I think as well. So worst case, if it doesn't work, he could be moved, traded or, or land somewhere else next year. So again, I'm happy to, in fact, just before this podcast, I sent out two offers for Gibson in two leagues, just read him own notes. So yeah, I'm happy to, to try and get him where I can, and just hope he gets back to what he can be, which is a an RB RB one. Do
0: you know what I think could help him this season as well is um, the new offensive coordinator there, Eric Bieniemy. I think Eric Bieniemy yep. is going. I think he's going to love Antonio Gibson and his skill set. I think he's perfect for what Bieniemy might want to do at the running back position. They might use Robinson for some of the grinding stuff, but some of the more innovative stuff, I think they're going to be using Antonio Gibson and. I've always been a huge fan of Gibson, um, misused a lot um, by the commanders. Um, he's always shown. I, I think he's been banged up a few times as well. And I think similar to DeAndre Swift, I think that's been an issue with Gibson, where they've not really trusted him and he's been banged up. He played through a toe or a foot injury last season, didn't he? And he, I think he was still the PPR running back 25 or something like that. Let me just check. So he was the PPR running back 27, and he was he was playing banged up for most of the season. He had foot surgery at the end of the season as well. Last year of his rookie deal, I just think that um, I think he could be primed for a really, really good season. Similar to Josh Jacobs in his last year of his rookie deal, I think we could see a big Gibson season. So um, definitely in on Antonio Gibson, um, I'd be trying to acquire him as well. And now I know I've got competition from you as well.
1: <laughs> yeah well just before this um this podcast as I said I sent out two offers so I've offered the two, 208 um before him again not a Peugeot but I'm um, happy to part with a sort of mid to late second and and hope because I mean at the 208 you are going to get a good running back in the rookie draft but I think the profile I'm, I'm happy to roll with Gibson in a couple of leagues and see if it pans out
0: I'd happily pay the 208 for Antonio Gibson I might start chucking those out as well
1: be quick, be quick, because he's not going to yeah. be left where I'm in the leagues with you. So,
0: so on to the uh, the NFC South. So um, I'm a massive fan of this guy for this season. Um, I'm not a fan of his franchise. I think they're idiots. But um, Drake London, Atlanta Falcons, I think he's due a massive season for me. Um, looks like Daniel Ritter is going to be the quarterback one for the Falcons this season in every start that Ridder's had he massively favored drake london in all his starts so five games of ridder 12 11 9 8 and 8 targets so 48 combined targets in those five daniel ridder starts um he didn't go for less than double figures in those games and i think he went lower 20s in a couple of them clear wide receiver one in the offense uh in an alpha role as well uh is his? i think is, is his third season in the league or his second season it's his second season in the league He's There's going to be some progression there as well. Um, I just think he's due a massive role. Carl Pitts will obviously be back. I think those two guys will obviously be in the alpha roles, but I think Drake is the clear um, wide receiver one there and and big target. Um, Falcons will obviously need to expand beyond the heavy run game of last season and should be passing more. I just think we're going to see a big second-year progression of Drake London. I've gone in... Big on Drake London and acquired him wherever I can in in quite a few leagues. So, if it doesn't work, I've I've got I've gone big and I've probably uh, blown some draft capital on him. I gave up the uh, 104 uh, for Drake London and 206. So I got 206 back and I gave up uh, 104 for Drake London and 206. For me, it was just a case of I could have got maybe Jackson Smith and Jig but at the 104, but. I wanted and that guaranteed role and what I thought Drake London could be with the 104 and to get 206 back was just a nice bonus as well so again if you've got those dead mid-round firsts maybe one five six seven eight I'd be doing that and maybe a little bit extra for Drake London all day long I, I really do think he's on the cusp of becoming a massive receiver in the league where do you stand on him at the moment?
1: Yeah, well I'm in the league where you committed that robbery. So um I think paying the 104 I can completely get by but getting the 205 or 206 back or whatever you got that's just fantastic. It tips over the edge. If you can move back to the 206 and pick up another one of these interesting receivers it's just profit, isn't it? So yeah, really like Drake London. Just got to pull you on something there. Did you call him Daniel Ridder? Who on earth is Daniel Ridder? Little Desmond we're talking, aren't we? Uh yeah, see I've just I've yeah, I, I let you go through the whole thing. I thought I've got to pull you on it, but yeah, big Desmond Ridder.
0: Um, yeah,
1: Daniel Desmond, Daniel. I don't know. Did
0: he have a barber? <laughs> Daniel got a barber shop, or is that Desmond?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. The Desmonds, <laughs> so um, yeah, Daniel Ridder's got a hairdressing yeah, shop. Daniel, I think yeah. uh, he needs to, yeah, he looks like he needs to visit one. Um, yeah, I really like Drake London. I've got him in a few myself, and um, yeah, I think uh, happily those mid first round dead zone picks happily move them on, even if you had have to add something in, you ended up getting something back, which is mental. But um, yeah, completely agree. Really like Drake London. Um, so I'll pick up my one now. So my one's a um, bit of a different buy, really. So we've talked about a few blue chip players and obviously Drake London talking early mid first, but this is a bit of a bargain basement dip uh, option. So I'm looking at Rashid Shahid from the New Orleans Saints. So this is just a really low-cost gamble on a player that you might make some profit on. So it's not that exciting, but these are the small wins that I try and do in Dynasty. If you can get a lad for really cheap, either they hit and you can use them, or you can move on for a a higher pick in the future and just take those small profits. And that's how you you build a Dynasty. So really good production at the end of the season. It came out as an undrafted free agent, I think. And put up sort of 75, 95 and 79 yards in the last few games with a loser at quarterback. So as much as people don't want to think about it, Derek Carr is probably an upgrade on what he's had so far. The big question, I think, in New Orleans is Michael Thomas, and there's so many reports that he's fit and he's going to come back, but we've heard this for three years now. He's just barely played. So realistically, the competition is Alave, who's going to be the target monster, Juwan Johnson, who I think has been brilliant and he nearly was my buy. I think he's going to be playing that slot tight end role. But Shahid is the deep threat. He's quick, um, you know, gets downfield, runs those nine routes really well. So I just think there's a lot of upside here for pretty much no cost. I think he's probably going to cost you a fourth. You might need to pay a late third. I don't know if I'd pay a late third, to be honest. But if you can pick him up for a fourth or again, like we said with Shakir, get him thrown into your deal. If you're doing a deal for somebody else, just throw him in and, and see. If it doesn't work out, you'll know within the first few weeks. If Thomas comes out, it's really healthy and Shahid's getting 30% snap share. You can, you can cut him if you need to. But, yeah, I'm happy to take that small win. Um, bit of a boring buy. What do you think?
0: I really like it. Um, I stashed him in, f- I think, three leagues towards the end of last season because I just thought he looked really good. Really explosive. Um, really efficient with what he did on the targets that he had. Like you say... Um, a loser at quarterback. I don't know if you can quite call the red rifle a loser, but we're both going to. So I thought he'd done really well. Um like you as well. I like Juwan Johnson as well. Um at tight end, was a previously a, a receiver, but I think he's really good at tight end for them. Um yeah, I really like the Rashid, um the Rashid pick. If you can get him for a, as you say, like a fourth, I'd I'd be doing it all day long. Um he might have a role there. Like Michael Thomas as well, it's just so baffling because He's had all this time out, and then I sent you a report the other day when they're hoping that he's going to be like coming back. It's like, why are you still hoping? He's, he's had enough time to get back now, and you're still hoping he's available for the first game of the season. It's like, I don't
1: know what's I think going he's on. absolutely knackered, isn't he? I mean, it, they restructured his deal a few months ago, and I think we all looked at that and thought, right, they're restructuring because they're going to cut or move him on. But all the talk is that he's staying, but he just cannot stay healthy. I'm wondering if he's just absolutely shot. Because um, he's 30 years old. He's not played a full season since 2019. Admittedly, he was the wide receiver one overall. But he's just been an absolute ghost. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be relying on Thomas. I've got him in leagues, but you you can't cut him. You can't trade him. I, I think there's potentially a, a job for someone here. So, yeah, get him thrown into your deals and just see.
0: You wonder if uh, Michael Thomas has got a bit of a Jack Wilshire ankle now, don't you?
1: You, you must do. because I mean, he's he, three years with, a, with this ankle problem, it's not... He's had multiple surgeries. He's fit, then he's not fit. There's there's clearly something going on. I think there was talk last year that he wasn't happy with the the physios and the medical staff, and he's still stuck around. And you just wonder why. He's got a bit of pedigree. You see Odell Beckham has been injured for years, but he still gets work, still gets good money. But Thomas, just no sniff of it at all. So, yeah, God knows.
0: Yeah, I do. I like the pick pickup though. He looked really, really impressive in, he, in his uh, moments last season. Really explosive, quick. And like you say, they're on those deep roots as well. And Car's fine throwing those, isn't he?
1: Yeah, exactly. Playing down there in a dome as well. I think, you know, Car's going to be fine. He's not that exciting, but definitely an op- opportunity for someone. They probably will draft someone if they get to the draft. And if Thomas is as dead as he possibly could be, I'm sure they'll pick somebody up. But yeah, you know, Shahid has proved that he can do something. So yeah, get him on the end of your roster and just see.
0: I just hope this isn't a, uh, a Marquez Calloway pick because you remember how high I was on Marquez Calloway on, in that was at the beginning of the two years ago. I thought he was going to be was. something else. I thought he was going to be something else, didn't I? And I, I had him in nearly everywhere. I thought he was due for the big role and he was rubbish and he let me down. And I, I, feel, I don't think I've got him left anywhere now. So I just hope it's not a case of that. So do you remember the, the Marquez Callaway year that I had?
1: I do. And do you know what, mate? In his second year in the league, he was okay. I mean, he, he put up a couple of usable weeks and he was completely free. And sometimes these players, you pick him up for absolutely nothing and get a few weeks out of them and that's fine. Um, but the upside is that you get him in for nothing and sell him Even if you, let's say he comes in, he's brilliant. You might be able to sell for a second. And yeah. you then reinvest that in someone else, or use that to move up next year in the first first round. So, yeah, we'll still keep taking shots on these lads and um, refuse to come for years. I'm sure it will happen. That's
0: that's, how, that's what you say, though, isn't it? It's the small wins in dynasty.
1: Absolutely. Well, let's uh, take us out west, NFC West, for you.
0: Yep. So the NFC West. Um, this is a bit of a, a bit of a surprise for me because um, I was pretty much done with him last year, but he seemed to sort himself out. So. Cowmakers, um, Los Angeles Rams seem to finally work it all out in the second half of last season, both with McVeigh and with the team and, and with his work rate. I think McVeigh used to get annoyed with him on pass blocking and he, he wasn't doing everything that he needed to do on, on certain packages and, uh, you know, the, the, he was thrown out of the team and he, I think McVeigh would have got rid of him at any point if he got any offer, but they seem to both work out their issues personally and with the team. Second half of the season. Huge volume at the end of the season. Um I picked him up on a contender and he was really, really good for me the second half of the season. He's a really good pass catcher also. Not sure how good the Rams are going to be this season. So he might be getting quite a lot of the pass catching work. Um he was really he was a really high prospect um when he was coming out. So The talent is all there, but um, it's it's a bit of a gamble because the Rams won't have many picks. They shouldn't be wasting them on running backs, but um, it would not surprise me if they took one. But honestly, there's so many holes on their roster currently. Um, I listened to a podcast the other day and their starting defence is just a load of unknowns and Aaron Donald, they've got rid of nearly everyone that was any good. So surely they've got to be spending... What little capital they have on the rest of the squad, and and not be touching running backs, but you can obviously never write uh, Sean McVay off from drafting a running back, especially as this class is so deep. But I just think that Cowmakers could have the role to himself there this season. I don't know who else is there with him. Um, oh, your boy, um, Kyle Kyle Williams, yeah. yeah, your boy's there, isn't he? But I just think that uh, Cowmakers could have the role and and, and could could be not a, like, a nice little addition this season. You can probably pick him up for a second as well. Um. You're probably going to get a decent running back with that second, but it if you need some immediate production and the Rams don't take anyone in the draft, then Cam Akers is, is, is kind of a nice bet. But um, where do you stand on him currently?
1: Do you know what? He was my buy until I read the show sheet and you'd taken him. So um, uh, surprise, surprise, I agree with you. And I think if you can get, you know, the running back one for probably a, a crap side, but a running back one for a second he proved that he can. he's back and healthy towards the end of the season. Down the stretch, I had him in a couple of leagues as well as a competitor, and he was brilliant. I do just worry, though, because you just don't know what goes through through their minds down there. I mean, at the beginning of the season, Henderson was the lead back, and Cam couldn't get a sniff, and then Henderson was cut, and then they looked at Kyron Williams, and then Akers was back in. I just don't think they know what what they want from their side, so... I don't think they should be drafting a running back. Certainly not early on, but who knows what what they're going to do. But I think the upside's there. He's still only 23 and, you know, very young still. Obviously had a terrible injury, but, you know, the the upside is definitely there. Um, End of the season was excellent. Really good usage. So I'm happy to take a gamble as well. Because if it doesn't work out, he he could end up somewhere else. So um, I think this is the last year of his deal as well.
0: It's just not going to look very smart when the Rams bring back Malcolm Brown as RB1, is it?
1: It's definitely not, this bowling ball. He comes back every season off the street. Just chuck anyone in there, don't they? So, Sean
0: McVay can't yeah. let him go, can he? Malcolm Brown every year.
1: Absolutely abysmal. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I hope I hope it works out for him because I like seeing lads that come back from these big injuries and I was gutted for him at the beginning of last year. Don't know what he'd done. Um, but yeah, really nice end to the season. So he would definitely be a buyer for me and I'd pretty much... Typed out everything you put in the show sheet, so um yeah, really good buy. Uh, so for for me, my buy is um Rondell Moore of the Cardinals, and I think he was a player when he came out. I, I quite liked. He's a fellow short, stocky man, so I, I quite liked the profile. And there's all these really good videos yeah, he, of him he's as really,
0: freshman. He, he's really fast, though, isn't he?
1: Yeah, no comment, no comment. You're stone-cold Steve Austin Duff at the moment, aren't your um, but Yeah, he's rapid, he's really quick, he's strong. I mean, there there's all these viral videos of him, I think, squatting 600 pounds as a freshman. I mean, it's just a really impressive physical frame for quite a short guy. So, ended out last season missing loads of time with a hernia, but until then, he was really productive. Loads of targets, uh, just getting absolutely peppered with those short, you know, yard-after-catch um. Receptions and Kyler Murray's out for a while, which you think straight away that's really bad news for Rondell Moore, but it likely means that they're going to put some bum in at quarterback. Don't know who they've got. We spoke last last week. I think they've got David Blau and um, I don't know if Trace McSorley is still on the roster, but they they may bring somebody in
0: Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy.
1: Yes, yeah, so you've got a thirty-six-year-old Colt McCoy or or David Blau, who's just a you know, bless him, he's just a nothing quarterback. So they're going to be looking for those short screen pass and dump offs. And I think Rondell Moore is well in line to get hundred plus targets quite easily. Hopkins looks like he's going to be gone almost certainly. Talk they could cut him, which I find mad really, that they can't get anything for him. Zach Hertz is absolutely dead and old. Uh, Hollywood Brown has obviously had his injuries and he's a bit more of a field stretcher anyway. I think. In terms of who's going to look at the volume here, I think that there's a really good opportunity for Rondell Moore to get absolutely peppered. And it wouldn't be beyond the realm of possibility that he finishes a wide receiver one. I know it's a really bold claim, but I think he could sneak into that wide receiver 12, wide receiver 13 range at the end of the season, just based on sheer volume. So uh, I've picked him up in a couple. I've rostered him in quite a few anyway. But I mean, what do you think the price is on Rondell Moore? Have you got any interest?
0: Uh, I love the I love it for all reasons that you said. I think he could get loads of volume this season, like the guys we've mentioned previously, the Juju's and and the like the Jacoby Myers. He does all his best work in the intermediate roles, and and I think there's going to be loads of that on offer for him this season. Um, I don't know about cost. Uh, late two maybe for Rondell Moore. Early three. What do you, what have you what have you picked him up for?
1: Uh, Late two is what I've paid for him. I think, I don't know if you're getting him for a three. I I think you'd be quite unlikely, but you might be able to package an upside youngster with a three to get him. But I think it's going to be a second, isn't it? I don't know if I'd pay an early second. I think if you're talking early second, I'd rather see if I can go for a a Christian Kirk, like you've said above, but um, yeah, I think if you can get him for a later second, it might be worth doing it. You might even be able to throw something back in. Always try and get like a fourth or something back in these sorts of deals just because it's it's always nice to have crap picks that you can throw away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think the opportunity is there and we'll see. I suppose it really depends who they bring in. If they bring in a rushing quarterback, it might take out some of that upside because they might run instead of dumping it off. But yeah, the volumes there, I think 100 targets is is almost certainty for, for Rundown Moore.
0: Did you say a Russian quarterback?
1: Who knows? I mean, if, if, if a <laughs> Russian quarterback, had Ivan Drago chucking <laughs> bombs. But, um, yeah.
0: I'd probably say that over Trace McSorley, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I, I 100% would take Vladimir Putin over <laughs> David Blau at quarterback. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. Um, yeah, so yeah. that's a, a, a Russian quarterback. Sorry, the Essex twang coming through. <laughs>
0: I enjoyed it. So, I enjoyed
1: it. <laughs> I think we've finished the uh, round the divisions now, haven't we? But we've got some yeah, news. So, so I'll let you take yeah. it away.
0: Yeah, so that's round. Uh, that's round all the uh, the divisions and the conferences. So, just to uh, some news this week, um, we touched on it a little bit earlier. OBJ to the Ravens. What are you saying?
1: Do you know what I did mention this actually last week um as a reason to sell Rashad Bateman? So um it happened like the next day, which was quite decent timing. Strangely, I was up for selling Rashad Bateman because of this, but I'm interested in buying Odell Beckham if you're a competitor. I think you know, the money they've paid him, if they were paying him small money, I wouldn't be that interested. But what is it, fifteen million guaranteed, up to eighteen what? million?
0: I was really I'm- surprised about the money, to be honest.
1: <laughs> Crazy. I know there was talk that he wanted 20 million, but I didn't think he'd get anywhere near it. So he's obviously got a really good agent and he's just got a brand, isn't he? I'm sure they'll flog so many OBJ3 shirts down there. And But they've obviously taken him through all the tests and he's got, got a lot still in the locker. He was really good um, at the Rams when he was last there. But again, that was you know over a year ago. So... I think I'm willing to take the gamble. I don't think you're going to have to pay much in Dynasty for him. I think you might get him for... He's probably going to cost a late second now, but there were times where he was going for thirds quite a lot. So I'm I'm fairly interested. If I'm a competitor, I just want to add a really decent wide receiver. I'm in. What do you think?
0: So I picked him up on waivers in one league last year. Someone just released him, and I I thought I'd have to pay quite a bit for him. And I think I bid... I got him in waivers in a league
1: as well. Unbelievable.
0: I bid a bit of fab and like it wasn't even that much and I got him and um, it's a contender now probably this season and I'm happy to keep him. I'm not going to sell him. I think he could have a decent role there this season. Uh, he's clearly going to be the wide receiver one. It, just whether the explosion's still there, he still, he still gets himself open, doesn't he? His releases are so good. His route running so good. He always finds himself open. He could be a really good role there as well. Todd Munkin has worked with him previously as well at the Browns. I know... The Browns were garbage, but he um, he, was, he was quite positive about uh, OBJ previously, so I think the role could be good there for him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, I'm, I'm well in, so yeah, I hope it works out for him. I've always had a big soft spot for OBJ as a Giants fan, and I think at um, around the time I was sort of getting interested in NFL, it was around the time that obviously the famous catch happened, and it was just. I think loads of fans came to the sport on the back of that because it was just such a famous image of him catching that pass. So, yeah, always have a soft spot for him. I really hope it works out because it's nice to see him on the field. So um, He
0: was so electric, wasn't he? Both
1: like the Ravens. He was yeah, so electric, exactly. He? He's definitely lost a step.
0: Um, on to um, some other news. CJ Stroud, um, rumoured to have a bad S2 test score. So this is the um, processing score that I mentioned previously that, Bryce Young aced. Apparently the rumours are coming out now that CJ Stroud was apparently really bad in his S2 test score and uh, rumours are the Texans possibly wouldn't be taking him at 102 if he was there. So might see some movement around that pick because people seem fairly secure in Bryce Young being the number one pick now to the Panthers. So what do you think on both of those?
1: Well, I think we've both been on the same page on this in that I think Bryce Young's always been my QB1 in this class. Um, I don't think I've really shifted from that. I picked him up in our Devi League a year or so ago uh, with the intention of hopefully hopefully him being great this year. So I think Young's clearly the number one. Obviously, the test scoring is really impressive and good to hear, but... I think a lot of this stuff, you just take with a pinch of salt, don't you, at this time of the year? A lot of it is games and people trying to get other teams to move up and tank the value with other players so they can take them later. I don't know if I put much stock in it. I suppose the concern is, is Stroud a a bit of a system quarterback, just done really well in in Ohio? What do you think?
0: Um, I mean, the system at Ohio is very proven and they've obviously always got elite receivers, but I I do really like Stroud from what I've seen of him and I don't think the S two score is not going to be putting people off massively. The only issue I could see with the Texans at one hundred two is his agent, as we as we've mentioned previously. So, like you say, so it's all smoke and mirrors around draft time around now. I still wouldn't have any problem taking Stroud. I don't think a lot of teams would. Um, it's just interesting that this S two is now in the uh, NFL stratosphere and it's being mentioned quite a lot about the players now. So that was the interesting. Yeah, bit for and we're him. now.
1: Yeah, we're now conveniently hearing that um, Brock Purdy had the highest S2 test score last year and didn't even know it existed until about two weeks ago, until you brought it up. So um, it's just strange how these things come out, but um, I don't think I'm overly concerned about it. I think a lot of quarterbacks are system quarterbacks, and if he lands in the right system, you know, I'm sure he'll be fine, so I've got no concerns about it. But for me, it's still Young 1, Stroud 2.
0: So Bryce Young, do you reckon confirmed to the Panthers? Do you see that happening?
1: I think so, yeah. A lot of the noise is coming out around that. Um, Yeah, makes sense. What about you?
0: Well, there were rumours Tepper really likes Young, but Reich likes Stroud. But you just don't know, do you, at this point? I remember the the Baker-Mayfield draft and people were convinced the Browns were taking Darnold and then people were convinced the Browns were taking Rosen and ended up taking Mayfield. So you don't ever really know till the night. And I think that teams like it that way anyway, so... For me, he's QB1. For you, he's QB1. But I guess we'll see in, in a couple of weeks. So it's not far away now, is it? Quite exciting.
1: No, and do you think if Young comes in, he starts immediately?
0: I think so. I mean, his competition is the red rifle. I don't know how that ginger goes with a Panthers kit. And that's got to be a big issue for them, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, I completely agree. You can't have that. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But on to another quarterback with uh, a few questions around test processing Stetson Bennett
0: yeah uh, talk to me so um he's apparently the report come out this evening he's been terrible in interviews he's got quite a lot of non-football concerns he obviously was arrested just before the combine for drink driving so reports tonight that he may go undrafted now I wasn't really that big on him anyway but he probably would have been he probably would have been a decent system quarterback pickup for somebody but the reports are now that he uh, he may go undrafted because he's, uh, he's a bit of an idiot.
1: Yeah, I mean, never like any of this sort of rubbish, do I? I mean, he's 26 years old in October, so he's a, he's an old head anyway. And I've got no time for lads drink driving. It's just, you know, aside from just being idiotic, it's just complete nonsense. Get a taxi, get someone to give you a lift, especially these lads. There's just no reason for any of it. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that season tank a little bit. I don't think he was ever going to be a starter anywhere. I think he might be a a decent backup i think his ceiling is probably a min at best and i, I don't yeah. even think he'll be that so yeah um no interest in him at all
0: yeah i agree i was i was never really a, a fan anyway so um another news item um the tour workout videos dropped today just before we come online and to me to me he looked very bulky and uh, very stocky and a little bit too much filled out maybe he's been enjoying his time off too much what did you make of them
1: Yeah, well, I didn't even see this. I've been busy working today until you flagged it with me earlier this evening. And he does look, he's like packed on a bit. He's listed at 217. There's no chance he's 217 at all. So he's clearly enjoyed his off season when his head's been smashed about a few times in a season. I don't really blame him. But yeah, I mean, these lads, they do fill out a bit. I think the shorter guys always look a bit heavier, don't they? Russ Wilson always looks like he's absolutely carrying. Even our big mate Pat Mahomes looks like he's carrying sometimes. So (laughs) Are you concerned, or is this just a? Uh, enjoyed a bit of an off season?
0: No, I think it might even be a case of him trying to bulk up initially before cutting and and uh, he's trying to protect himself a bit more with his hits. I don't know, but he's not a massive runner anyway, so I don't think it's going to affect him. It might even help him out um, long term. So, no real concern. I, I really like to. Uh, I know that you like him as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not really concerned.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I can't sit here and moan at people for carrying excess weight. So, um, yeah, good luck to him. <laughs> uh, the final The final bit of news I just tagged on the end here, really, is um, Justin Ross of, of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, obviously, came out f- from college, loads of hype and went undrafted, really serious injury concerns. I think he had some sort of neck contusion or spinal surgery. It's quite a, a nasty career-ending injury, potentially, but he lands with the Chiefs undrafted and... The workout videos have started surfacing of uh, running routes and doing off-season workouts with Pat Mahomes and the hype had started a little bit. Are you buying into any of this or any thoughts on Justin Ross?
0: I would absolutely love it to work out for Justin Ross because about three years ago, he was the devi wide receiver one. He was incredible. Um, If you go back and see some of his early stuff, he was amazing. um, Clemson. They were working out at um, TCU, wasn't they? Down at the t- the indoor dome at the TCU, and yeah, he looked um, he looked fine. I, I don't know how much you can take from these workout videos, but it was just nice to see him um, working out with my homes and and looking good and, and catching. And it was just nice to see. And if there's one person you'd want to see it work out for with the injuries, it's it's Justin Ross. But um, I, I don't know, I don't know how, how much you can clear up neck and and back stuff. But I I really would love to see it work out for him. What do you what do you make of it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think take it all with a pinch of salt. We can all look good in a, a quick um, hype video, really. But I think the fact that he's healthy and he's he's putting some work in with his quarterback in the off-season, really encouraging. And I suppose there's a bit of an opportunity there, really. I know we've spoken a bit about some lads that we like and hopefully Sky Moore takes a step up this year. Tony, we've got concerns for loads of reasons. But outside of those two, you've got Valdez Scantlin, completely different player. So there is potentially an opportunity there for... A wide receiver to, to come in I don't know if you're, I'm interested in buying him I've got him stashed in loads I picked him up in the late fourth and fifth last year knowing that he was injured but I thought I'd just stash him away and um yeah might get a bit of a return on those but we'll see I, like you just really hope he can stay healthy it'll be really nice to see him do something with uh with an elite quarterback as well so yeah quite exciting not overly keen on buying into these uh workout videos people go mad don't they Really basic stuff. He'll just he'll <laughs> yeah. run like a little little slant route and catch a ball against nobody. And people are retweeting it like it's incredible. So yeah, calm it down slightly. Um, I just
0: remember you picking him up nearly every uh, every rookie draft last year, didn't you? How many you got him in
1: hundred? I, I think I've got him in about fourteen leagues. Genuinely, <laughs> um, just because. I think when it gets into the fourth and fifth round, you and I are quite similar. It's just who, who's who got the highest ceiling because the yeah. first couple of rounds you want to hit and you can't gamble too much. But when it comes late, you're going to throw away most of those picks. So if you can gamble on someone that was the wide receiver one overall in devy Leagues a, a year or so ago, just take the punt and stash him away. So I did that and I was just about ready to, to cut bait and move on. But um, yeah, I, I suppose I have got suckered back into these workout videos because I won't be cutting him now.
0: Oh, that's, you've got you've got a conundrum coming up on your taxi squad soon with the uh, one year eligibility. So uh, you've got a big
1: decision coming oh, up, no. Ross. Uh, exactly. So uh, yeah, I might end up having to move him, but but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, interesting, uh, interesting, go, yeah.
0: interesting little tidbit from this week actually. I was listening to a podcast, and they said in the later rounds of rookie drafts, you're much better off going for running backs and tight ends with upside over wide receivers because the hit rate on running backs and tight ends is much, much higher than wide receivers late, which makes sense to me and probably something I already subconsciously do anyway. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think I agree with that because I think these running backs, you can pick up any old bum in the fifth round and running backs get so bad that the opportunity can be there yeah. and tight ends because no one really cares about them. They always drop, don't they? So that makes sense, I think. Um, yeah, I wouldn't really be picking up apart from my boy Bryce Ford Wheaton I'll be picking him up in the late late fourth and fifth but um, otherwise yeah I completely agree but it's interesting that I I can't imagine many fifth round rookie wide receivers do here at all
0: yeah that's what I uh, that's what I thought when I uh, when I saw it so yeah it's pretty much aligned with what we think anyway I think I think um, we've pretty much covered um, everything from this week so again please uh, don't forget to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts Podcast is available available to download on most popular podcast platforms, including Spotify and iHeartRadio. We are available on Twitter at AdjustRanks. We'll be back next week. Until then, my office remains fully open.
1: And league winners, including Justin Ross, are always available at my facility.